Hey everyone, welcome to the Future of Work Tech, a podcast where we cover the nexus of new HR trends and the technology that supports them. I'm your host, Alexi Dunaway, and today I welcome to the show Rachel Timmy, head of HR for Coda, a Series D team collaboration platform. We talk about onboarding and connectivity rituals in remote teams, how she uses Coda to run her HR processes, and opportunity areas for new technology. Let's get started. Rachel, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So maybe we start by you giving us a quick introduction to Coda and what's on your mind these days, what exciting initiatives you are working on as head of HR. Yeah, definitely. So Coda, we are a doc for teams, kind of all-in-one doc for your team's rituals. And we're about 180 people through Series D. And exciting initiatives, of course, scaling and growing the company is number one for us. And navigating this hybrid, mostly distributed environment with our people and planning for next year, which will hopefully be more in-person events and connecting the company in some new ways. What does scaling and growing the company mean for you right now in your role? First is thinking about how we're scaling and growing our people team to support the growing company. Everything from a big focus on onboarding and the overall new hire experience, making sure we're bringing in people and creating a sense of belonging and a shared understanding of what it means to to be a CODA and be a CODIN and hopefully be successful and thrive. Another big focus for us is making sure managers feel really supported and are able to help scale that whole experience and support codons in in the right ways. I feel like a constant refrain for me right now with our managers is not thinking like one step ahead, but two or three or or five steps ahead on who are the next folks who, who can be managers on your team and how do we prepare the right career paths and what are the operational roles that we need to scale the team, et cetera. So lots about planning well ahead. Coda, it sounds like is a pretty distributed team, remote hybrid first. Mm -hmm. You're growing that team really quickly, bringing people on who are coming on remote and need to create that connection on the team to people that they haven't met yet, which is a particular challenge I know many of us here in the field are facing. How are you thinking about it? Yeah, it, it is a really tough challenge. Somewhat luckily, we've always been a little bit of a distributed company in that we've always had multiple offices. So gone through the experience of onboarding people from different locations. A few things that we do that I think are super helpful, maybe pretty normal or, or run of the mill for most companies, but giving folks a lot of information um, ahead of time on everything from all the need to know around setting up equipment and their systems to more information about their team, about our culture, our meeting cadence, what to expect, not only in the first day, but the first week, first month, first 90 days, really trying to get them information about what it means to be a code and, and how we run and, and work as a team. We call it our getting started guide. Of course, it's all built in Coda. Uh, And then we spend a lot of time with new hires in the first couple weeks running new hire sessions. Our CEO spends time with every new hire class on our vision and history and answering all the tough questions to also doing an onboarding into the product. So making sure people feel really comfortable and successful in building out tools and supporting our customers, et cetera, in the right ways with Coda. And what types of best practices have you developed for internal communication, for increasing that connection beyond that initial journey, beyond those initial 90 days Mm -hmm. to continue 
maintaining or developing that feeling of connection. One thing I didn't mention about the new hires is we also have connected them in new ways around bonding with Slack channels and, and little gatherings, et cetera. And we also have all new hires create what we call new code and intros. So they put together information about whatever they want to share with the team, who they are, what makes them unique, their past experience, their hobbies, how they like to work, what they like to do outside of work, et cetera. And that is all shared as long as they choose to with, with the whole company in what we call our roster doc. But how we keep that connection going once they're in Coda, do a few things. The top of mind for me is every single week we have what we call our Friday demos, which is a really fun time for the team to gather and share. Each team has a slot where they share what they've worked on for the week. And it really becomes a feel-good celebration at the end of the week. And part of what I think is so fun that also bonds people is honestly, we've created this really playful culture, like in our Zoom chat. Often Mm. I'm sitting in these meetings and I am sometimes paying more attention to the chat just because people are bantering and cracking jokes and giving lots of kudos to each other. And it's become really fun. And then after that, we actually have a social hour. So every single week after our Friday demos, we actually go into spatial virtual environment feels a little bit more casual, a little less pressure. Other times we have programming for those social hours too, which is nice. What we've realized is that in internal communications, even beyond those Friday meetings are becoming increasingly important as not everyone's in the office. Most of our leadership are not in offices. And so creating places to get to know everyone, but especially our leadership and feel comfortable. Part of what we do is each week we also do an uh, Ask Me Anything, what we call our Dory, if you're familiar with the Mm -hmm. fish from Finding Nemo who asks lots of questions. We have Dories where people can add in any kind of question, whether like, are we thinking about a new round of funding to when are we going to start sponsoring travel or what about this new product feature? And that's been a really great way to get leaders out in front of the company. But I think there's a lot to expand on that in terms of creating even more like asynchronous ways to connect leaders and to to codons, make them more personal. And you have a pretty unique advantage in that the product itself is such an excellent team communication and collaboration tool. Yep. Right. And you talked about your getting started guide being built in Coda and some of the other documentation you've used and HR tooling that you have being built through Coda. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how you think about as head of HR building out some of this tooling within Coda itself or buying externally. We are in a really unique position in Coda in that when we're thinking about a new tool or new process, it's always, can we do this in Coda first? And right now we do use Coda for a lot of our main HR processes, including an HRIS of sorts, although we we do have Sequoia One as well, but our main company directory where we keep all our new hire intros and who people Mm -hmm. are, what they're working on, work anniversaries, birthdays, sentence starters, or or things to, to ask me about, all the way to like very complex documents. Like we run all of our compensation out of a Coda doc, which is pretty incredible. It, it's, it, it is a beast of a doc, um, but it really allows me and a couple other people have access to really customize that and make it possible to run compensation in exactly the way we want and do the analyses we want, et cetera. 
So yeah, the first bar is, can we do this in Coda? We have branched out outside of Coda for some tools that we haven't been able to replicate in quite the same way, at least yet with our product. So we do use Greenhouse for applicant tracking, although we do flow all the information into Coda Docs and I use those as our, our main user interface and other unique tools like Data People for analyzing job postings, Searchlight, which we love for running references, Cocoon to automate employee leaves on more of the HR side. It's about how do we create the right experience for our employees and for potential new hires? What does that look like? And is this the experience we want for our customers, which are employees or future employees of Coda? And also, of course, scaling our our people team, right? Like Mm -hmm. what tools are going to help us do our job in a better way, two, three, five steps down the road. I know that when you raise a round and, and you're on your Series D, mm-hmm. you you raise that round and then a ton of vendors reach out to you, right? <laughs> Everyone is chasing you to say, hey, look, I have this new solution that you haven't yet considered, but you probably should, yep. regardless of whether or not that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious how you think about filtering those, how you make some of those decisions between potential software from entrepreneurs that are approaching you. Mm-hmm. And if you have any tips for entrepreneurs as well, Uh, who are navigating the sales process and want to work with companies like Coda. Yeah, yeah, I've never felt so popular (laughs) with all the calls and emails I'm getting, but it is overwhelming. And I would say that other than having a a very clear need and then keeping an eye out for, for emails or actively searching, the vendors that have gotten our attention have been ones that have often come through our VC network or through referrals in in some way or another. So from investors, from lists we're on with our investors of people leaders or talent leaders, and then through other codons saying, you know, hey, I have this friend or have this other connection, you should chat with them, are typically how you get to the top of the list, at least with me. You also talked about this needing to respond to a clear need that you have, right? And that you can't address in Coda. So for you as a, you know, senior people executive, what needs do you feel are still unsolved or that you still experience friction with? So we run a quarterly engagement survey, and I think that's been really helpful in in helping us identify potential issues ahead of when they've escalated too much. For example, at the beginning of the pandemic, noticed satisfaction around our meeting cadence and timing and things like that was off and, and we needed to adjust for very obvious reasons. So that's been good at, at getting us signals, but I think it only goes so far. I think there's lots of other signals that employees are giving off in meetings and write-ups and how they're working, interacting with others that are much harder to capture And so I don't know what the solution is, but I think more real-time ways of understanding employee engagement and being able to support them in the right ways. Yeah. to push that a little bit further, Mm -hmm. are there particular signals that you would want to pick up or is there something you're looking for? Yeah. I think what comes to mind is understanding when teams are working incredibly well together or not. And how do we pick up on some of that friction or unease or dissatisfaction. We do little things like in meetings we take, we we run a quick pulse, you know, and people fill out their sentiments and whatnot. And often people are very revealing in that, especially I think having Mm -hmm. leaders set an example for kind of being vulnerable and open and raising topics. But again, I think there's other signals that we could potentially be picking up on. And you talked about 
wanting better signal being one friction. I was wondering whether there are any other challenges, obstacles, frictions that you still feel uh, that you wish could be resolved. This one's maybe a little bit more tactical. So I mentioned we use Cocoon for employee leaves of absence. And recently our team was saying like, oh, I wish there was something like this for the immigration process. We we can put a lot of time and attention or as, as much as we can as a startup, but it always seems to be a bumpy process. And it's such a close process and meaningful process, obviously, to our employees that if we could make that a much better experience, like Cocoon has been able to do for our lease of absence, we'd love to do that. And then the other thing that comes to mind, we, we do a lot to make sure we are allowing employees to have choice and say in how they use everything from how they get their offers in terms of compensation and equity splits to how they're using stipends or other benefit policies we roll out. And if there were an easier way to allow more of a choose your own adventure with benefits, that would be really amazing. It's very hard to feel like you're meeting the needs of all employees across the board from mental health and well-being to the whole gamut. And so having more of that flexibility would be great. Changing directions a little bit. Last time we spoke, I remember you saying that if you had asked within a few years ago, or if you had asked a few years ago, you would have said, don't get into HR tech. Teams never have budget to spend on on extra (laughs) things. But that's shifting. So now is the time to get in. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really exciting. And I'm curious to dig into what you see as powering that shift. I really do think employees are asking for it. I think it's kind of required. And and so in order to get the best talent, to retain that talent, we need to provide incredible experiences and support systems for our employees and, and really holistically take care of them. And companies are open to and willing to pay for HR tools to do that. I think the field of HR people in general is also becoming a lot more exciting and appealing for people to get into because of this focus. I think we we have a seat at the table. It's meaningful to employees and important to the company overall. Yeah, that's exciting to hear about. I know we need to, to wrap this up. So as we close, I'd love to ask, what's one message you'd like to leave people with? Remember, our listeners are entrepreneurs, investors, other senior HR leaders really in this space. Oh, gosh, one message. (laughs) Um, You know, what I mentioned about figuring out if we can do it in Coda versus anything else first, a big appeal for us to doing it in Coda is we can really customize it in exactly the way we want. And I think overall, with all tools in this space, that's going to continue to be incredibly important to be able to do without technical intervention, et cetera. And so I think the more we can think about really building these tools to adapt to the company and culture will be important. Well, thanks so much that customization is an important thing to leave us with. Of course. Thank you, Alexi. That's all for today. Please subscribe and stay tuned for more conversations with investors, HR practitioners, and entrepreneurs in the future of work ecosystem. 